0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. As I mentioned, rainy Saturday. Mets already rained out. You might look at today, look out the window and feel a little somber. But for me, I just know for myself, that is not the way I'm feeling. If you can hear it in my voice, I am pumped up now. I'm always pumped up to, to get a show underway and get started on a Saturday and it could be the added fact that this week the the ESPN New York vehicle has kind of been wiped out because of the NBA playoffs, so haven't had a show since Monday, so maybe a little extra energy there. Maybe a little extra energy from the fact the Yankees have been playing better. Could be a lot of things. Could be. And there are some days, you know this, there are some days when you wake up in the morning, and for nothing that's that's apparent to you when you wake up, you're just feeling good. You're just feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You just feel good, and you don't even know why. But I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't know why I felt so good today. It's because today is the day. Mark it down, people. In In the year of our Lord, 2023, on Saturday, May 20th, where were you when you heard the news that the Yankees had finally done what they should have done months ago years ago it has finally happened aaron hicks has been designated for assignment and the assignment is to never play for the yankees again i always found that a weird uh, designated for assignment well well, what's my assignment well uh, i don't know what it is but it's not going to be playing here so finally after years of Of explaining away, you see some good things, I like good at bats, he's really battling up there. Finally, today is a day, no matter what happens on the field, for Yankee fans to celebrate. Hit the music there, Julian, please! Give me some music, yes! Oh, thank God! After too many, countless, bad at bats... Bad performances, kicking the ball around in the outfield. And I know what people say, "Ah, you know, you don't want to kick a guy when he's down. Well, he's always been down. He's been down for five years. What am I supposed to do at some point? From the moment he signed that contract, he has never been the same guy. And I mean, think about it. Do you realize how bad you have to be? To not be worth $10 million as an outfielder in Major League Baseball, that's the thing. That contract that he signed. And think back when you heard the first time, well, the Yankees had re-signed Aaron Hicks. He was coming off a pretty good year that year. uh, Coming off a really good year for him, especially with the way the next five years would go. He got got $10 million a year. All right, $10 million. But he got seven years. Seven? Seven years? But the reason why I didn't feel that bad at the time was it was only $10 million, you know, starting outfielder in Major League Baseball, $10 million, not terrible. And and think back, it might be washed away now, but think back when Aaron Hicks was good. There There was a time he was good. It was not that he stunk the entire time. At a time, he played a good center field. He had an excellent batting eye. He had good power. He was a switch hitter. Now, he never hit for average, but that's okay. Had some pop, had a good arm, had a good, had made plays in the field, had some wheels. And then he got that contract, and things went from bad to worse to completely unplayable. But yet, because the Yankees had no other options, he still played. All right, I think we can get rid of the music now. Uh, But for some reason, he continued to play, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And it defied reason, it defied logic. So, yes, today is a day where Yankee fans can finally celebrate because they don't have to watch Aaron Hicks completely non-competitive at bats, where in the last few years, he really has been like a designated walker. He's not going to get hits. He's not going to hit with any power, but he still had a halfway decent batting eye and could work a walk. Basically, you could throw him three strikes right down the middle of the plate, and he would be powerless. He would not be able to do anything against you if you were a pitcher. But a lot of times, he would still be able to work out a walk. But it's funny, I was looking at stories because I, I didn't think it was real at first. I didn't think it was actually happening. I assumed that he was—he had three more years left on his contract. Again, do you realize how bad you have to be to, to, to have still three years and $30 million left on your contract and be completely unplayable? If you ever want to know how bad it has to be, just go to baseballreference.com. You'll be able to find it out. But I was looking at different stories just to prove... I wanted to make sure it was real. You know, now with Twitter and no more blue check marks for people, I was, I was afraid it was going to be an ad Schefter situation for baseball. Like, it, you see th- something and you think, oh, it's true. And then you, you get found out uh, later on that, no, it's a hoax. You got sucked in. So I went looking at stories. I found stories. Yes, no, this is actually happening. And one of the stories... I had to laugh because the, uh, the way that it was phrased... This was the phrase from the story, quote, it's been a challenging start to the season for Hicks, comma, who slashed 188, 263, and 261. No, that's not that's not challenging. That is horrendously bad. That is not a major league player, but yet it was getting, because the Yankees have no other options, he was getting regular at-bats. They had nobody else to go with. And, it, and every time you thought, well, it's not going to get any bad. It's not going to get any worse than last year. No, it, it kept getting worse. He's walking less this year. He's striking out more. I don't really understand fielding metrics, but you don't need to understand. If you have eyes and you watch him in the field, he's been terrible. Simply put, that was one of the worst contracts Brian Cashman has ever handed out. And the fact that it could even make the list when, again, it was seven years, 70 million. It's not one of the, I mean, Cashman has handed out far more contracts for more money, for bigger names. for. But to have $70 million hooked up in a player who just simply did not produce from the moment that he got that contract. From the moment he signed that contract at the start, I think it was the start of the 2019 season, he had one Season that was not below average. That was 2020, and probably had to do with the fact he only played 54 games that year because there was only 60 games that year. He was an above-average player, but each year it simply got worse. It simply got worse. Uh, 2019 had an OPS plus, which of 100 is average. He was at 103, so he was an average player that year. So bad year, and then 2021 an OPS plus of 73, so 27 percent less than an average player last year an OPS plus of 86 and this year just abominable in 28 games but we have finally seen the end of our nightmare Yankee fans we will not have to watch Aaron Hicks uh anymore on our team it has finally happened it and look it's a win it, it might sound mean or cruel for a guy who struggled as much as he well he's one of the richest people in the world so I, I think he'll be doing all right I mean he's got 70 million dollars coming to him um but This is a win for reason. This is a win for for, uh, merit. Because there's no way that Aaron Hicks should have been given the amount of opportunities that the Yankees have given him for an organization that kind of touts itself. It's based on the results, right? This This is not Cincinnati. This is not Milwaukee. This is the New York Yankees, the chase for 28. And here you had a guy going out there on a regular basis the last couple of years who was just completely non-competitive. So to finally see the day, which it was not promised to us. This day, getting to see Aaron Hicks is no longer going to be wasting it bat after wasting it bat. No longer going to be kicking balls around in the outfield or misplaying fly balls. No longer going to be quoted as saying, I don't know what the ro- my role is on the team. You don't know what your role is. Be thankful you're on the team. What, what could your role possibly be? Last year, you hit 216 with a slugging of 313. What would you say you're, what, like the line from office space, what would you say you do here? So the day that was not promised to us, but we have finally gotten, finally, we do not have to see Aaron Hicks play for the New York Yankees anymore. And for me, for one, it might seem like uh, harsh. It might seem like in bad taste. I, for one, am going to celebrate all day long. ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 coming up we'll get some phone calls in we'll talk a little baseball Mets have turned around their season the Yankees have won nine of twelve all of a sudden things are turning around right well maybe but maybe not we'll get into that next it's the Gordon Damer show it is 98.7 FM ESPN New York this is the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN. So uh, he has been designated for assignment, but that's not the only good news uh, involving the baseball teams lately. Yankees have certainly seemed to be playing better. One nine of 12, as I've mentioned, moved seven games over 500. The Mets certainly have uh, found a different gear here um, and, and played a whole lot better. The miracle win the other night, the miracle win last night, you know, down five, nothing, coming back in extra innings so both teams have uh, gotten hot so maybe the seasons that a lot of people expected for both the Yankees and the Mets are finally now on track now I'll start with the Yankees uh, because I've been very critical that's my team and I'm always going to judge them with a far harsher eye than than other teams because we've been waiting here right we've been waiting for them to finally put the capper on what was expected ever since they got to within one game of the World Series Back in 2017, that was supposed to be the the new dawn of a new dynasty for the Yankees. And it's been disappointment after disappointment year in and year out. So the fact the Yankees have played so poorly this season after enduring all the injuries after an offseason that was not exactly great, I've been very critical. And I remember, I think it was the last time that we had a Saturday show in this time slot. You know, I had people calling up, oh, you know, you're just uh, you're just picking the low hanging fruit. The Yankees are going to turn things around. And it does seem like they've turned things around. As I mentioned, 9 of 12, 7 games over 500. So I'm sure there's people, ah, see, don't you feel dumb now? Don't you feel stupid? The Yankees have gotten healthier and, and things are, are way better. I'm not ready to jump on that train just yet. Now, it's fantastic that they've won some games. They've looked far more competitive. It's great that they took three or four from the Blue Jays, who are absolute clowns. But do I think that suddenly the Yankees are fixed or or the Yankees uh, are on their way up the American league East standings like we expect that they're now the best team in the AL East and they're going to be competing before too long and moving past the Orioles and and competing with the Rays? Uh, No, not really. Not really. No, I don't have that expectation because the team is still the team. Now, it's great that they've played better. Every team has stretches where they play better. But the same problems still exist this Yankee offense is still overly reliant on Aaron Judge. Now, it's, it, sometimes it works because he is just such a sensational player, as great as he is the American League MVP. It's the reason why they were largely successful last season was because Judge had just an incredible once-in-a-lifetime kind of season. And in the past week or so, getting him back and getting him hot, I think it's kind of the reason why they've turned things around. So, yes, if Aaron Judge can basically hit a home run every single day. You're right. We're cool. But I don't really expect that to happen, even as great as he is. And I expect him to have another great season. I'm sure he'll be in the conversation for for MVP again. But he has to overperform to carry the weight of this offense. I mean, take a look at the Yankee lineup day in and day out. And forget about batting averages. That's not what it's really about. On most nights, the Yankees have five or six guys who are slugging under 400. Guys who are playing on a regular basis who should not be. And you can point to the injuries if you want to. Okay, Stanton is expected back soon. Hopefully he does get back, and hopefully he does get hot. And hopefully he has a far better season than he had a year ago. And and most importantly, hopefully he gets healthy and stays healthy, which has not exactly been a, a foregone conclusion. But even with him back, who who is this person in the lineup that we're talking about? Are, are we missing Josh Donaldson really all that much? It's a Yankee lineup that is still very much flawed. It does not have enough professional hitters. Now, Stanton, having Stanton back is great because he's an actual major league player. But unfortunately, the Yankee lineup does not have enough of those guys on a regular basis. So... Uh, maybe we will get deeper into the season and this team can kind of hold their own in a very competitive American League East and changes will come that they generally do by the trade deadline. I would think that they're going to have to because this lineup is not it. And as good as the pitching can be or has been and as good as the bullpen, I expect it to continue to be because every year the Yankee bullpen is, is generally pretty good, even despite the injuries. They have got, if they are going, this is not about having a good season or a playoff-bound season or anything like that. It's about winning the World Series. That's what it's about, getting back to and winning the World Series. And this lineup, while it's performed better and Judge has been great and some other guys have chipped in recently and they've won some you know, exciting games, some gutty games, just take a look at the lineup on a night-in, night-out basis. That is not it. That is not it at all. Now, on the other side of things with the Mets, I do kind of feel like the Mets have found a solution. And the solution was staring them right in the face. It's been the one that fans have been shouting about all season long, and it is playing the kids, playing Brett Beatty, playing Alvarez, playing Vientos. And, yeah, they should absolutely call up Mauricio and, and see what he has as well because all of a sudden if those guys – and these are, this is not playing the kids just as a, a last gasp. These are the, the crown jewels, especially Beatty and Alvarez, of the Met system. These are guys who are expected to come up, and perform at some point, the fact you need them right now, uh, absolutely, these guys should be playing on a regular basis because not only does it lengthen their lineup and make it something that went from a, a, a kind of a bad lineup, kind of the same situation the Yankees were facing where the top half of the order is one thing, the bottom half of the order is something else. Now all of a sudden they have a lengthy kind of circular lineup. And the other part of it is it puts guys in their proper roles so you don't have to see Vogel back Playing on a rate. He's not a star, he's not a starting DH on a playoff team. We you knew that as soon as you got him last year. And it proved to be that way. He's a power bat off the bench in situation, you know, certain situations. Same goes for Tommy Fan or Escobar. And let's be honest, if Starling Marte doesn't wake up soon, he might be joining him on that bunch. So all of a sudden, by the Mets Tapping the kids and the kids producing and getting an opportunity to play every single day where it's not like, hey, if you don't have a hit today, you're going to be sitting tomorrow. That's a lineup that all of a sudden looks far more competitive. And I would say uh, on the high end of expectations, that's a lineup that can compete uh, against anybody. Now, it's young kids. You don't know how the ups and downs are going to come. But at least the early returns have certainly been uh, certainly better than the alternative. And the other thing that that lineup gives them is it gives the Mets cover for a rotation that is just filled with holes. And, and the pitching issues for the Mets are, are kind of unfixable. Like, they need Scherzer and Verlander to pitch like Scherzer and Verlander. And there is at least the possibility that that, that plan of having those guys lead your rotation, it might be a flawed plan. It, it certainly didn't work last year with Scherzer and DeGrom, and it might get to the end of the season again where two guys who are you know, getting up there in age uh, are not able to pitch at that high level at the end of the season. But, and the plan for them is not to, to, to it's not really about the regular season as much. I would think when you get guys like that and pay them what you're paying them, it's about the, the, the spotlight of October. So the plan is for them to be pitching well in big October games, to dominate. And if those guys are bad come then, well, then you're kind of sunk. Uh, there's not really a plan B there. But at least this buys you some time because there was a – like in the last week, you're, you're watching this Mets team and you're thinking to yourself, what do they do well? They don't hit. Their pitching's a mess. Even like on the bases, they've been like one of the worst team on the base paths this year as well. So the fact that the Mets have have, have made the move, and I think it's clear now they got to stick with it, right? Like at some point you, you, you make the move and you've got to be confident in the move of playing the kids – and it might not be what plan way, Plan A was, but you've moved on to plan B, and, and you got to jump in with both feet. So you kind of wonder why they waited so long. Maybe the reluctance was because it makes the GM kind of look bad, right, that he's spending all this money, and there were better options within the system rather than spending whatever they're spending in terms of overall payroll. Maybe the manager is just – it seems like Buck is very loyal to his guys – and maybe doesn't want to move off that. I don't know what that, the reason for the reluctance so far has been. But the path forward for the Mets is clear. It's sink or swim with the young kids. And uh, I think that that's what they're going to do. And I think that that should make Mets fans very happy. Because a season that looked like as bad as the Yankees season started out. And Mets season started out far worse. They only got back to 500 with that win last night. So hopefully the path forward now is crystal clear for the Mets organization. As it's been for Mets fans here for quite some time all eight hundred nine one nine 919 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 starts the uh, phone calls i'll go to uh brian is in west palm brian first up on the gordon damer show
1: hi gordon i'm a yankee fan i grew up in west they went i play baseball for florida state so i know my baseball really well i have the plan for the yankees first of all, all right. uh i agree with you the bottom of the lineup hal didn't want to spend the money he should have got, spent the 12 years three uh twelve million dollar three years for Ben attendee. He screwed up on that because he didn't want to pay after paying for Rodon. But I have some solutions. You trade labor Torres to the Chicago White Sox. They need a second baseman and you put and you him a couple of uh middle rung uh minor leaguers and you pick up uh Lucas Giolito, and you pick up Roberts, the center fielder and you move him to left field. Then you turn around if Sever the Yankees aren't going to sign Severino you trade him to either the the Detroit Tigers or you uh, send him out to the San Diego Padres. The Yankees have two players they could bring up. They have Austin Wells, a lefty hitter, who I would bring up and dump Kyle H- Higashioka when Trevor when Trevino comes back. with neither of them hit, and Austin Wells has been banging it up right now. I saw him in, with Scranton the other night. They have MLB TV. And also you bring up Spencer Jones, who went to Vanderbilt. He's been knocking the socks off the ball with Scranton.
0: Yeah, well, look, Brian, I mean, there's a lot of deals to be made. And Thanks for the phone call. I know Wells, you know, the Yankees have approached the catching position as a defensive position now. They want the the guys to be good handling the ball. I, the reports are I've not watched Wells. I know he's a, he's a slugger. Uh, but the, the reports are that his defense uh, might not be able to carry a catcher that remains to be seen Ben Attendee, you wouldn't have been able to get Ben Attendi for a three-year he got 80 million dollars or 75 million dollars from the White Sox and uh, that was not a move at the time that I was a big fan of I know Yankee. oh we got a lefty bat he makes great contact and everything and It didn't work out that way he was pretty much league average from the moment he got to the Yankees and then got hurt and uh, he's not a guy that in his career that I say, you know what, he's somebody I want to sink five years and 75, I don't remember if it was 75 or 80 million dollars, something along those lines uh, into. Uh, just not the, the way that uh, I would be uh, looking to go. one eight hundred nine one nine 919 espn is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go. Anthony in the mail truck. I've not heard from him in a while. Anthony, what's going on, my friend?
2: Gordon, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good, man. Same old stuff. You know how it is. Big, big
0: oh, yeah. shout-out to the company.
2: Um, so, something on that last call that, that kind of made my head, you know, tilt as I'm delivering mail. There was, there was a um, lot to
0: go over there. Yeah, go we, ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, I mean, we have this guy, Jason Dominguez, in our farm system. I don't know if that left. He's going to be up far drafted last year. And, well, like you said, the defensive aspect, I mean – Look at the Mets, they don't really care about the defensive aspects of catchers. But, you know, that's a big part being that Trevino, you know, can't really hit that well, does an amazing job behind the plate, as well as, you know, Agashioka, who kind of does both a little bit. Um, But getting to my judge point, um, I think you hit the nail on the head, uh, speaking on judge, but the thing that, uh, you know, I was umpiring last night and uh, was talking to one of the coaches, you know, what I said to him, and he kind of looked at me kind of like a, a sad public dog, like, you know, yeah, you're kind of right. Um, you know, Judge, he doesn't have help behind him, and he doesn't have help in front of him right now, and he didn't have it for most of last season. I mean, Rizzo, this year, yeah, he's hitting, he's hitting a lot better. DJ is, you know, coming out, you know, with his, uh, with his toe injury from last year, he's coming out and hitting the ball better. Um, you know, as I do, Clay well, for All one right, week, Anthony, we're going to have to let you me, go. Your phone
0: we... line is, uh, is not the best. Uh, it, well, look, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, the, 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 the Yankee lineup, which is at one point was this the, the power of the team, right? It's the New York Yankees. You expect it to, to have a certain – it's supposed to be one of the best lineups in, in the sport, and it simply has not been. Uh, not since the, well, the first half of last year. It has not been that way this year for sure. And it's not really – sometimes teams underperform at certain points. And it is only May – what was it, 23rd today or whatever it is today. So it's not really all that surprising that, you know, there's certain teams that aren't going to uh, knock the cover off the ball. right. At the, but if you take a look at the lineup, it, it should not be a surprise that the Yankees are struggling to score runs. And you can point to injuries if you want. But even when guys are healthy, it's not a great lineup. It just simply is not. You know, Willie Calhoun is your starting DH. Oh, well, that's because Stanton's hurt. Yeah, Stanton's hurt a lot. He's constantly hurt. Bader, we we, uh, we mentioned that. When they got him, he was hurt. He's been hurt this year. He's a guy that gets hurt quite a bit. The catching position is a defensive position. They do not have, outside of Judge and Rizzo and Glaber when he's hot, And Stanton, when he's healthy, this is not a great lineup. And while the pitching might eventually hold up and you hope that you can get to an October series and and have Rodon finally healthy, fingers crossed, Rodon finally healthy along with Garrett Cole and and Severino, okay, fine, but this this lineup is not it. So it, it's one of two things, as I've mentioned before, and this was the issue going into the offseason. We knew that the offense, you had to figure out a way to improve the offense because every October the Yankee offense lets it down. And if the offense remains like this, it will almost certainly let it down again. That this is not, this is nobody's, like there are, there's, a, there's a fraction or a fissure between Yankee fans of, well, we don't need so much power. We need more contact. You can be in either camp you want. Neither camp thinks that this is a good lineup. It's great that it's performing enough right now to get them to where they're at, but it kind of feels like they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So we got a lot more stuff to touch on with the baseball, the whole uh, Domingo Hermann situation, then you had the Clark Schmidt situation last night, the Blue Jays, oh my gosh, so much to talk about. We will do it next on the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, the all-new ESPN New York app. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The whole the, the baseball is so dumb with the way that they have instituted these rules. I mean, do they make sense to anyone? Wednesday, you have Herman getting tossed for having sticky hands. Second time he's had the issue. Second time he's had the issue with that umpiring crew. So they talked to the, 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 the umpire who, who made the, the call. Uh, his name is James Hoy. And he said, the instant I looked at his hand, it was extremely shiny and extremely sticky. It's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. There's a, there's a plague of this going around. That's what they said when, when Max Scherzer. It, it was so sticky. The stickiness of the sticky was too, was too sticky. Uh, it's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. My fingers had a hard time coming off his palm. I watched the video. It looked like he was able to get his hands off the palm just fine. I mean, they're making it out like, the, the, you know, he was like loaded up with crazy glue. Again, this makes zero sense. Zero. So he gets checked every single inning, correct? I don't remember. I didn't go back and look, but I'm, I'm assuming he got checked every single inning. He had pitched three perfect innings up until that point. He's already had an issue with this this crew before. This is the same crew that he had, the one where he went and washed his hands. And most importantly, and this is the one that Major League Baseball is getting wrong, his spin rates did not change. And that's the reason why guys use something to grip the ball, to be able to grip it better, to be able to spin it faster. His spin rates have been, across the board, pretty much the same every single start. So he's had, I think, nine starts this year. Two of them have come with the same umpiring crew, seven other ones. Nobody's had an issue with anything that he's done, but he went out, pitched perfectly for three innings, was checked each and every time, had nothing going on, but then went, I mean, this is what we're to believe. He then went and said, you know what? I'm now going to le- I'm going to load up my hands now, even though I've, I've gone through three perfect innings. And even though I've already been caught once, and had the, the the blanket of suspicion thrown upon me that I had to go wash my hands that everybody's going to be watching me now. That's what we're led to believe. So again, if baseball would simply put some thought into it, it would be pretty simple. You have a baseline for just about every pitcher in baseball. If you see something amiss with the, all of a sudden, wow, this guy's spin rates are through the roof today. They're still getting checked. Then at least you have some reason. All right. But if his spin rates are the same, no matter what he's doing, and I think it's more than likely he probably just loaded up with a little bit extra rosin or what, whatever the, the, the imaginary line of what is acceptable rosin, what's not acceptable rosin. That seems to be a far more likely scenario than he wasn't cheating for three innings because you checked him for three innings. Then he started cheating to start the fourth inning and you kicked him out. I mean, does that make sense to anybody? Does that seem logical? Does that seem plausible to you? And I would say, this is not just me, oh, Yankee fan, you're just defending I said the same thing with Max Scherzer. If his his spin rates are showing you something, okay, fine. Then you make the decision. But if the spin rates were across the board the same and match up with his baseline, and I would say there's far better evidence that Clark Schmidt might have been up to something last night, and he was allowed to just wash his hands. So is that the rule now? First time you're allowed to wash your hands, but if we catch you with anything a second time, then we're going to kick you out. Makes absolutely no sense. A billion dollar organization. And this is how we're going about it. When there is actually, if if technology didn't exist, okay, fine. You have to go with the the people on the scene that make the call. But there is technology that exists. And we know why guys use sticky stuff. It's to increase their spin rates. And if if they're cheating, but it's not having any impact favorably for them, then what does it matter? What does it matter if they're cheating, if they're not getting any benefit out of it? Makes no sense one 800 espn is the telephone number. one 800 let us go back to the phones. We'll go to uh, Tommy is in Connecticut. Tommy, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show.
3: Gordon, what's up, buddy? I'm so happy you're on today. I knew. So when I was I was listening to Anita before you were on, and I was checking Twitter, and I had to check like five different sources to make sure it was actually right.
0: truth. you had to, yes.
3: <laughs> about Hicks. I was like, you are going to be in your glory this uh. afternoon.
0: It's such a relief. It really is such a relief knowing. Now, look, there's not it's not like it all of a sudden opens the door for, you know, Jason Dominguez to come up and start hitting bombs. That's not the case. It's just going to be somebody else who stinks. But at least we don't have to watch completely non-competitive at bats. And here after the game, you know, I see something. I think that he's starting to turn things around. He's starting to have some good at bats. I see some good stuff. No, you don't have to hear that anymore.
3: No, and and then, you know, he just, oh, my God, looking like a dope in the outfield, not chasing after balls when he mm-hmm. misses. I did, you know, good riddance. Um, and uh, the other thing, uh, the uh, imaginary person, Ben
0: Rortvitt, is actually yes, in the lineup. he actually does <laughs> exist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, look, they had no other options there with the the, the injury to Trevino. So uh, we'll get to see Ben Rorvitt, uh finally. Hey, uh, yes, he does. actually. He it, is a, a real person. He is not Sid Finch.
3: And then, yeah, now, as far as the, the sticky stuff, MLB just they just can't they just trip over themselves with not coming up with rules. There's no distinction. There's no they they can't get out of their own way. It's it's such a frustrating league.
0: And look, and Tommy, thanks for the phone call. um, You don't see it in any, like, in no other league do the people who are in charge of the individual games, the umpires, the referees, whatever you want to call them, do they look to go out of their way to eject players from the game that is taking place? Like, you see ejections happen in the NBA, but it's pretty clear cut for why guys are getting ejected. And it doesn't happen nearly that often. In the NFL, you don't see guys getting ejected game in and game out. Baseball, on a night in, night out basis, the sport has rules in place and and, and people that are in charge of officiating the games who are re- repeatedly, almost on a nightly basis, kicking out managers, kicking out players. And, and now they've, they've instituted another one out of, out of really nothing where the, the line, you have to have... Clear-cut rules to this type of stuff. You can't just leave it up to discretion. Well, you know what? This guy's hand was really sticky. This time it was... Well, this was too sticky. But you're allowed to use this substance, but he was using too much of this substance. I mean, it doesn't make... It doesn't make any sense. All right, so what benefit did he gain? I mean, he threw three perfect innings. Okay, but he had thrown three perfect innings so far. So are we to believe that he was cheating the entire time and yet through the search... They weren't able to catch him because that seems kind of far-fetched. You would think if they're checking him that what if you had been cheating the first, that's the point of checking him, that you'd catch it right away. But he wasn't cheating right away because you didn't catch him right away. So then he started cheating in the fourth inning. Does that I mean, does that make sense to anybody or does it seem more logical that he, he loaded up his hand with some some rosin to be able to have a feel for the baseball? And for whatever reason, the umpire felt like, well, you know what? That's too sticky after already having an issue with the with the the player once before just makes no sense but that's baseball for you people that is you can come to the game every single day and see something you've never seen before uh in some ways baseball makes sure that that happens by instituting dumb rules that are kind of vague and nobody really understands 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 more your phone calls next on the gordon damer show 98.7 fm espn new york